This ain't your average f***ing online marketing podcast. This is the Dave Sharp Show. What I find for myself in terms of mental anguish is I spend too much time thinking about the future and what's going to come and will I be able to handle it and will I be responsible enough? There's going to be so much I don't even know what I'm doing. Oh my gosh, right? There's like all this stuff and I can just spin out for hours. But if I just slow down and put myself back in the present moment and don't jump ahead and certainly don't even worry about the past, (laughs) just stay in the moment and do what I'm being taught right in this moment and practice that and master that. The next thing I know, I'm already to the next level, basically. And then when I'm there in that level, then I just focus on that and not even think ahead. Like, you know, you just can't just stay in the present. And that's a really hard thing to practice because we are constantly, nobody wants to be in the present because we don't want to feel and we don't want to be here and we don't want to be in it. We're always either stuck in the past or looking at the future, bouncing back and forth, but most of us won't stay right here and do exactly what's in front of us now and be present with it. This exact thing, I call it future tripping. So, you know, when I'm in, when I'm in the future too far, you know, I think that most of us have a foot in the past and a foot in the future and we are pissing on today, you know, and that's unfortunate because the, you know, and it's taken a little bit of guilt and shame and a little bit of resentment all from the past, from all these situations, um, that we didn't, and the, the problem with this, and we mostly see this in our romantic relationships give us a lot of insight into how we're going to perform in business. They really do, okay, or what we're capable of, okay? So um, unfortunately what happens is we just create a perpetual pattern of this same shit, for example, in relationships, and the reason why um, you know, both men and women go after unavailable people is something that happened emotionally unavailable people. Something happened, they had an emotionally unavailable, uh, you know, father or mother, and then we just perpetuate the pattern going after the same people over and over again because that's how human beings work. It's the same thing of, I use this example, it's, it's, it's graphic, but a, a, a young lady who was sexually abused young will oftentimes, both male and female actually, because I've, I've seen it in both, will perpetuate that abuse, perpetuate that trauma, and try to recreate those situations as an adult, not know why. And it fucking brings a ton of guilt and shame, right? But it's, it's, a, it's a pattern that we get into. We're creatures, we are creatures of habit, right? That's why it's important to create new healthy habits, we are creatures of habit, and we will get into a perpetual pattern of, of, of bad relationships that will always result in guilt and shame, right? So the same thing happens in business. We're, like if you see people jumping from thing to thing or always doing something different, that's a perpetual pattern. It's a bad habit of unrealistic expectations and not willing to take responsibility for their own success or failure. So it's always somebody else's fault. And that was probably created and that program was written in their childhood when they grew up with parents who modeled not taking responsibility for anything. Because human beings are actually built for gossip. 
I mean, if you look back into the early, early, early stages of language, oftentimes language was created, and I've learned this through studying copywriting and how to write copy that really speaks to people, is that in the early days of, of, of languages being created, people used language not to, you know, share facts or figures or whatever, but like to share information about so, such and such in the tribe or whatever, are they a safe person? Are they going to hurt me? It was all about safety, right? So people would, right? There would be lots of little gossip, and that's what, where language came from. If you study languages in, in the initial chapters of, of many different languages, that's how it was used. Now we use it in many different, more, more advanced forms, but that's, the, that's what it... So when, when you grew up, most likely grandma and mom were sitting around the kitchen table talking about everybody. They weren't sitting there doing this. You didn't come out and say, well, you fucker, you this, and when you do this, and they weren't like, I, me, my, take responsibility for this shit, or you're going to grow up fucked up. So you, it's all, that's why I say that it's not our fault. We just were modeled something. We had a program that was written that now encourages us not to take responsibility for anything. Codependence and all this shit, which is the opposite of having boundaries, is celebrated in society. Well, I'd do anything for my mom. I'd do anything for my dad. I'd do anything for my husband. I mean, we see people who put them through sells through years of abuse over the idea of loyalty and spiritual loyalty and all this kind of stuff. This is man-made bullshit. If I ever start fucking beating my wife and she doesn't leave me or set a boundary, call her, reach out to her. Say, wake up! She's not, that's not love. Does that make sense? So we have to be aware of where these programs were written, who gave them to us, and then once we process through all the anger, the emotion, all that, then we can look back later. Don't worry about it at first. Later and have compassion for some of these people. But it starts with, again, developing new habits and getting out of some of these perpetual patterns of allowing people to walk on us, not standing up for ourselves, not setting boundaries. Because that, all that, when you put each little situation into a bag and you carry it around, it creates an enormous amount of guilt and shame and will spin you out. You'll feel out of control. I feel out of control when I do that. Okay? So I resolve every situation as I... I don't leave anything undone. That's another thing that's really important. In business stuff, also in relationships, I don't leave anything undone. So if there's something that's bothering me, I want to sit down and I want to deal with it, not because I'm doing it for them. I don't give a fuck. In 12-step in recovery, I learned something about the amends process. And as you go through these 12 steps, 
And it's a universal program. If anybody in the room is struggling with any addiction, whether it be drugs and alcohol, porn, sex, food, there's debtors, anything, anything that you feel that you need help for, I give my hot, even though it doesn't need it nor want it, I give my highest recommendation to 12-step recovery because it takes you through a really systematic and structured process of, of beginning to learn about yourself. And when you come down to the eighth and the ninth step, it begins in a men's process, right? First, you make a list of people that you owe an amends to, and then you actually go out and you do the amends. Well, here's the, the, the key to the amends process. And it backs up everything that I've been saying, because quite frankly, a lot of this information I've, I've, I've gotten from there in my 10 years of recovery. A lot of, the, a lot of what I talk about is from there. Right? I've learned, I didn't come up with a lot of this stuff, guys. This, I'm just giving you my experience with it. Okay? And so, what a lot of people do with amends is they say, Oh, I'm going to go make amends, and Jacob, you're going to be so grateful for my amends. Right? And so, once again, like bringing the mom example, and when I sit down and I say, I'm really sorry for, for what I did and everything that I did. And then you sit there and you wait for the reaction, and they're like, I forgot about that. And then it's like, oh my God, I can't believe. The amends process is not about that. You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. Because when I leave nothing undone, now here's the other kicker with the steps process is you get down after nine and then you get down to 10 and the next step is continue to take personal inventory and, admitted when, and promptly admitted when I was wrong. So then you begin to develop this, this awareness after you've gone through this huge fucking list of everybody that you've had to make amends to. And you're like, I don't really want to do that again. Because this is when you begin to learn that, oh, that sucks fucking 25 years, that one. Right? That's why I asked the other day, anybody have anybody who they've not talked to in decades? Okay. Oh, that one, 10 years. Oh, shit, that one, right? Oh, I got to look this person up on Facebook and write them a letter because I can't get a hold. Whatever it is, then all of a sudden you get down here to 10 and you're like, I'm not going to do that fucking again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of this shit as it comes up. So again, how do I not have any mental anguish? I, I take care of things as they come up and I resolve them not for others. Others will benefit, but I'm doing it for myself. And that's what we, when we begin to realize that all of this stuff, when I take care of myself, okay, when I take care of myself and I set boundaries and I leave nothing undone, it may look like, look, guys, let you in on a little secret. People think that I am like, you know, I'm a really nice guy and I like good leadership and all this. I get praised for those things. Here's my dirty little secret. I'm actually doing it for myself. <laughs> but they benefit. Does that make sense? Society doesn't see the self-care that I'm doing. They think, because they're looking at it through glasses of codependency, they think that I'm running around like trying to save the world. I'm not at all. I can't save the fucking world. I can't change the world. I don't say that anymore. As a matter of fact, I think it was Gandhi who said, if you want to change the world, start with yourself or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Probably 
some of the greatest wisdom that's ever been spoken. But a lot of times we get into this business and, right, marketing's really bad at this. I'm going to change the world. I want to change people's lives. Change your fucking life and it will change lives. Just always keep the focus on you changing your life. Your life could, and then I promise you, you will become an example. You will, ex- you will have so much passion. You will be so much more clear and free. Because when you sit down to that camera, a lot of you guys, you look at the camera filled with all this shit, the perpetual patterns. You've not done any of this stuff. You've got all this stuff backed up. It's a fuck. It's a lot. Human beings have that stuff sticks in our DNA. So we carry it around with us everywhere we go. That's why we're not living up to our full potential. It's not because we need more motivation. We don't need more motivation. We need to drop this stuff and deal with us, and you'll become so powerful. You'll become so connected to people. You will be more free, and in turn, you'll be so much more powerful. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for notifications of new episodes. And if you'd leave me a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to me. Also, if you want my number one recommendation to make money online, then head over to DaveSharpShow.com and download the free report. I'll see you on the next episode.